everybody. Welcome to another episode of Truezilla. My name is Scott. I'm riding solo on this one here, um, but we're sitting down with a friend of friend of mine, friend of ours, uh, Mindy Stone. Um, so I met Mindy first uh, through the Freedom Cell movement. You know, you guys hear us talk a lot about Freedom Cells here, and uh, you know, she she is just a, a powerhouse in our, our in our Freedom community. Like she has taken it upon herself to really spearhead and take the lead on educating people uh, in terms of what their rights are. Uh, regarding primarily masks, but just in general, like how to take your power back, how to take your sovereignty back. And it's just been a really amazing journey. And, and, and of course, of course, you know, that's just the way the universe is, man. Like she, uh, she became embroiled in a pretty heavy situation, um, you know, just standing in her truth. You know, we, we've all had situations where we stand in our truth and we're unrelenting to it. And uh, Mindy's situation has played out in a way that we wanted to bring it to your guys' attention. We want to make sure that uh, everybody, there's, there's lots of lessons to be learned here. And uh, end of the day, the story is like, we want, um, we want people to learn how to take their power back, to learn how to be empowered and stand in your own truth. So Mindy, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, absolutely. So I guess maybe let's just take it back a little bit. Let's just, let's just start, um, let's hear about like your, like just when the first COVID thing just first started popping off, like, let's just go all the way back. Like your, your uh, initial response and, and, and just how you kind of, uh, how you found yourself where you're at. So uh, when uh, it was kind of funny because I was working at a job for almost a year as a receptionist in a doctor's office. And I was um, leaving that job for a, a full-time job for a part-time job. And it started on March 15th and two days later, you know, Governor Brown makes her edict. And so I'm told not to come back to the, my new job. And I didn't know if I would have a job or not because, you know, everybody was just, you know, they had no clue what was going on. But um, so I took that time when I was at home uh, to start researching uh, what this COVID thing is. And I started learning about viruses. Frankly, I had no idea, um, what a virus really was. And, uh, the last, actually the, the earliest kind of concern I ever had was AIDS. And that was in the eighties. And I was a teenager then. And, you know, I didn't think about it because it was at first they said it was a, a homosexual disease. And then uh, what about eight, four years or six years later, they tell us that it's a heterosexual um, transmissible, transmissible disease. So <clears throat> that impacted my life as a young adult. I was in my 20s um, when they, you know, started call, saying that we all could get it. So I was so bothered by this idea that there was a killer virus that I decided I needed to study about pathogenic viruses. What are they? Do they exist? Um, what's the research behind it? And so I started researching AIDS and read a fabulous book by Dr. Peter Duesberg mm -hmm. called Inventing the AIDS Virus. And it was an absolute eye opener. I realized that this is not real. The SARS-CoV-2 virus is not real. And until it is isolated and purified, it isn't real. And so there is no pandemic. So my husband and I 
started watching these commercials about people wearing masks and masks and they were selling them and i just thought this is bizarre why are they advertising these if they don't want them to be a long-term investment so when they started telling workers that they had to put a mask on i went back to work and i told them i could not wear one um <clears throat> i i had uh damage from bronchitis and lung issues. And so there's no way that I was going to wear a mask for eight hours or even four hours a day. Mm -hmm. So my new employer was fine with it. Um, but when I started going out to buy things, the first time my husband and I, we rode our bicycles to um, a mall or like a shopping center and we went into Goodwill and they accosted us and said, you can't come in without a mask on. And, we were, we just said, well, we can't wear one. And they absolutely, they swarmed us and kicked us out. And this would have been in like late May or early June. So uh, I was really panicking about what to do. And I went online and I found um, Peggy Hall on Facebook. She was like inserting herself in, in uh, pages and she started talking about the laws and what a mandate is and what it isn't. So I was so like shocked that I didn't know these basic principles um, like mandate and law and who who makes a law. And, you know, it, it was like, was I asleep during civics you know, in school? And now I don't even think they teach it. Um, so I followed her and she was teaching me about the laws and I started carrying with me, I, I made um, ordinances, so Oregon statutes, I started writing them down on paper and carrying them with me because I was now being told at like the liquor stores that I couldn't go in without a mask and started seeing commercials where um, some of the patrons who refused to wear a mask would like punch a store employee and run out. And I just was um, thinking, I need to use the law. I need to convince them that people with disabilities, and let me say, everybody has a disability because everyone is assumed to have SARS-CoV-2 virus. Mm. So because of AIDS, that's when the Americans with Disabilities Act um, brought in medical conditions under their umbrella because people were being fired because they were like had a lesion or, you know, somebody knew that they had, you know, uh, had HIV. So um, everyone is assumed to have SARS-CoV-2 virus. So we are all having to wear a mask. And so everyone can claim a disability because um, you cannot breathe with uh, an oxygen de deprivation device, which is exactly what a mask is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so my first problem that I had was at a liquor store uh, in South Eugene, and it was the end of June. And I went in and I did not have a mask on and they there were like six employees there and they bullied me out of the store. So the next day I went back with my papers and I went back in and there were only two employees or three. And I started telling the manager 
who told me to get out of the store, I said, listen, um, you are not a doctor. You can't provide medical advice. A mask is a medical device. And, you know, I just started trying to reason with her and tell her that OSHA doesn't have jurisdiction over the business owner or manager and customer relationship. And she just wouldn't accept what I had to say. And then some of the, um, some of the other customers were telling me to get out of the store and I'm causing a ruckus. And uh, one older gentleman tried to give me, he said, let me buy my item and I'll give you my mask and you can wear it. And I just thought this sweet old man, he just had no idea that that's not actually, you know, sanitary. <clears throat> but anyways, so I walked out of the store voluntarily. I said, call the police because I wanted to have an interaction with the police. But I waited outside and when the police, there were like four or five police that came and uh, one, uh, two of them went into the store to talk to the manager. And then one gentleman stay, stood out with me and he was trying to tell me that, you know, trespassing is trespassing. And, you know, uh, and if they don't want you in the store and it's a policy, you know, uh, you can't defy their policy. So the officer comes out of the market and says, uh, you, uh, you were harassing the customers. So you can't talk with a customer, it's harassment. Um, and they don't want you to come back. So um, you're trespassed from the store. And I just was in disbelief. I'm like, what is, what do you mean trespass? I just, we had a disagreement. But I said, the laws are still in place and, you know, they can't um, violate the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Oregon statutes that are anti-discrimination statutes. And he fought with me and said, absolutely, they can do that. So he asked me for my name and my, you know, where I lived, date of birth. And I said, uh, I don't want to give you that. I haven't done anything wrong. And he said, well, I... I need proof that I told you that you've been warned and I really didn't want to give it. And I said, well, uh, I really don't. Do I have to? And he said, yeah, I need to know that you've been warned. And I said, okay, well, um, against my wishes, I'm going to tell you. And I gave him the information. And so he said afterwards, well, this is an ongoing investigation. And I just thought, what are you going to investigate? You know? Yeah. So. So that was it. And I've never gone back to that store. Um, so fast forward, um, I uh, went to visit my parents um, for Thanksgiving. They live in North Georgia, in the mountains of Georgia. And so I went for like 10 days and the entire time we were there, masks were optional. You, I, nobody ever told me you got to put on a mask. You can't come in here without a mask. Now they would have signs up saying that they, you know, you need to wear a mask, but I didn't do it, but nobody harassed me. And then I noticed that most businesses had a sign in their front window that was a warning. And it said, uh, warning, uh, if you enter these premises, know that, um, you might, you know, you might get something like contagion and, but you can't sue us. And I thought, hmm, that's reasonable. 
So they, they're protecting themselves by saying, if you get it and they track it here, you can't do anything to us. And so that gives the responsibility to the, to the shopper. And I'm, ha I'm happy with that. I'm not, you know, I'm not going after anybody because I don't believe in contagion. So coming back to Oregon, I was absolutely, you know, disgusted that I had to fear, you know, putting a mask on. I just, I can't do it. And so even if it's just to run in and pick something up for five minutes, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I started like finding people that were going into grocery stores, um, you know, and they wanted information. So I started um, teaching what I was writing down. I started giving classes at Trudy's. Shout out to Trudy's, everybody. If you're not familiar. Trudy's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trudy's. Yeah. So that's, uh, Spring in Springfield, Oregon. Uh, if you guys are local to Lake County, make sure you're supporting them. Continue to support them. Yeah. Uh, they've been open this whole time, mask-free, and they're very much allies and friends of the movement. So big shout out to Trudy's. Yeah, you know, if it weren't for her opening up her her cafe, mm -hmm. I would not be, you know, doing what I'm doing because nobody would let us inside anywhere. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> so I was giving talks on how to shop, uh, how to shop mask free, peacefully, and with your with the laws. And um, so I, you know, I was successful at some places, not successful at others. And, um, I've been, you know, I've endured some, I feel humiliated, frankly, you mm. know, I'm trying to support local businesses and they're the ones who are, who are telling me, no, yeah, we don't care about your disability. We don't care about the rights. And so, um, in December 7th, I was shopping at market of choice in South Eugene, and I was just picking up a few items and I used to wear a sign around my neck that said, I am not, um, I am not wearing a, a mask because I have a medical and religious exemption. I just didn't want to talk to people and it, they could see that I had this, you know, this is what I'm telling you, but without having to say it. So this night I forgot to wear it. And so I'm in the back of the store and two managers come up to me and say, uh, I'm sorry, but you need to put a mask on. And I said, well, I can't, I normally wear a sign and everybody knows that I don't wear a mask. And she said, well, we, we're not going with that policy anymore. Everyone has to wear a mask. And I said, I can't, well, we'll give you curbside shopping. I mean, you know, it's this, mm -hmm. all this segregation crap. Mm -hmm. And so I said to her, that's not going to happen. I don't know what I want until I come in the store. And she took my cart and started rolling into the front of the store. And I said, I can't believe this. So I started video recording mm -hmm. what was happening. And I even got her to say on the, on my phone video, I said, you know, you're violating my rights. And she said, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, wow. that's fine. I'm just going to come back with a notice of discrimination. I'm going to take this to court. So the next day I come back to issue her this um, notice of discrimination. I need her signature on it and I'm going to leave a copy with her. And so I walk into the store. It's about four in the afternoon and uh, this she's not available, but apparently she was in the store. The main manager, Andrew Simer, came up to me and 
he said, uh, can I help you? And I told him what I was doing. And he said, oh, I think there was a mistake um, that you, you know, if you have a medical or religious exemption, that's okay. You can shop here. And I said, oh, well, that's not what, what she told me last night. And he said, well, th this is our policy and, you know, uh, you can come here and you can shop. And I said, can I do it now? And he said, absolutely. Okay. So I'm having no problems now. I'm, uh, continuing to shop in the store. And then in mid-January, uh, somebody I know who, uh, so be, breathe free, mm -hmm. uh, Lane, Lane County, they were having, um, some kind of a mask free shopping event and they were, they were having it at market of choice in South Eugene. <clears throat> I didn't know about it until I was in the plaza actually shopping at office max buying, uh, some notebooks and I come out, get my car and I'm leaving the plaza and I see people come filing out of market of choice with their carts and no mask on. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on here? So that's when I learned about it. I park my car, I get out and I'm talking to a gentleman who knows me. And he says, um, I was assaulted when we were in the store. And I said, well, if it were me, I'd call 911 and you know have the police come out. And he said, oh, I can't do that. I have PTSD and, you know, he said, I just want to talk to the manager. And I said, well, if you want, I'll go back in with you, you know, just standing with you and you can talk to the manager. So I, I walk in and there's three other people with us um, and they're filming it. And the manager comes up and thinks that I want to talk to him. His name um, is Cody Willis. And he's just walking up, staring me in the eyes and um, trying to talk to me. And I said, you know, Cody, you know, I can't hear with the mask on it. Your mask is too thick. Can you lower it back, back up and lower it or speak up? And uh, he didn't, he said something I couldn't tell. And I said, well, let me tell you uh, my, this gentleman here next to me um, was telling me that he was assaulted by somebody in the store. All of a sudden to my right, this big man walks up and he starts saying uh, loudly, he said, I never touched him, uh, blah, blah, blah. And the two of them are like cross talking. And then after, I don't know, it was like after a minute or two, I'm looking at Cody and I said, aren't you the manager? And all of a sudden he says something and he and the other guy walk away. And so we're standing there. The, the, the people told me that he said we had to leave. We were trespassed. Mm. Well, I didn't hear it. But anyways, we walked out of the store and the group was heading over to two more businesses in the mm -hmm. plaza. One was Office Max. And so I just tagged along with them. We went into the store, picked up some items, left our cash on the counter. They refused to give us service. Mm -hmm. So we left money there and walked out and this officer Dawson from the Eugene police department, he comes up and he's talking to the, the group of people. He lowers his masks and he says, I'm with the Eugene police department. I was called by market of choice. They told me that this group had um, been disrupting business. And so 
I'm here to tell you you're all trespassed. And he like waved his hand around and said, everyone uh, here is trespassed from market of, from that store, Market of Choice. Uh, that's today, tomorrow, next week, next month. That's their deal and they can do it. Mm. And I'm like, uh, what? You know, I didn't understand. And then um, I asked a question. I said, uh, so there were questions being asked. And then I said, wait a minute, are you telling me that if I go in the store that, um, that I'm going to be trespassed? And he said, yes. He doesn't know who I am. I wasn't part of any shopping group. The only thing I did was go in and stand with this gentleman and ask the manager, aren't you the manager? So there was no disruption of, of business by me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't speak for the other people because I wasn't part of that group. And so I knew he wasn't talking to me. And then he, I, uh, he never asked anybody for identification. Mm. He doesn't know my name. And I know because I had been warned in another store by the police. They said, I need your information so that I can prove that I warned you. Well, this policeman didn't do that. So it's not an official trespass, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I just went about my business. Um, I shop at the other market of choice up uh, in uh, it's Green Acres, like the okay. North Eugene. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I had been shopping there. No problem. You know, I don't wear a mask there. And then all of a sudden on um, February 11th in the evening, I'm on the south end of town and I go in to pick up a couple of items. Uh, I'm done shopping. I go up to the cashier and a manager comes up and says, you've been trespassed from the store. You can't be here. You have to leave. And I said, well, I'm just getting a few items. I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, yeah, you've been trespassed. And I said, no, I haven't been trespassed. And he said, yes, you were protesting in our store on January 16th. And I said, I wasn't protesting in the store. I never was shopping with, you know, a group of protesters. Mm -hmm. So we were going around and around and he kept saying, well, the officer warned, uh, gave you the trespass. And I said, no, he didn't. He didn't give me a, a warning. So he refused to allow me to check out. So I pull out my money and I throw it on the counter and I pack up my things. And he said, I'm not taking your money. And I said, well, I'm leaving it because, you know, uh, I'm an honest person or whatever. Yeah. So I walk out of the store. He follows me out of the store. I'm not taking your money. Your money's, we can't, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what your problem is. So yeah. I, I leave. Now I have to serve him with a notice of discrimination because he refused to uh, sell me food mm -hmm. just like that other time. So I go back um, about seven days later, it's uh, February 18th. My friend Karen is with me because I want her to witness and you know what's going on. I have my video camera or my camera on. We go inside and Andrew Seimer, the manager who gave me permission to shop in the store without a mask says to me, uh, you gotta leave the store. You've been trespassed. Uh, you can't be here. And I said, Andrew, I don't know what this is about. All I'm trying to do is talk to him and, and try to get an understanding of why he's wrong, why I wasn't doing what they're claiming I did. And um, his store loss prevention personnel 
the big guy that came mm. up, he comes up and he says, you've been trespassed. You need to get out of the store now. You have uh, 60 seconds to get out of the store or I'm going to handcuff you. And I'm just taken aback. I'm just like, what is, why would you handcuff me? I'm not a criminal. Mm -hmm. I'm not even doing anything like violent. I'm not being loud. And so I'm still trying to talk to Andrew Simer. They call the police. We're going to call the police. I said, okay, that's fine. And so I just figured when the police came, we could like discuss this and put, you know, correct it. Yeah. It's a case of mistaken identity. So, uh, nope. The, the store loss guy says you have 30 seconds to get out of the store. He goes into his, the office, he comes out, he has handcuffs and I'm holding my camera with my left hand. I've got papers in my right. And I said, I just want to get, get these papers to George, you know, the manager, George, no, you're not going to see him. And then the handcuff comes on my right wrist wow. and I'm handing everything over to Karen. I'm, I'm like spinning and I'm being turned around because he's trying to get my left arm behind my back. I hand it to Karen. I'm like, film this. And he squeezes really hard. And I'm screaming because my wrist is being broken by this, this uh, handcuff. And I spin around and I fall to the ground. I'm mm. up near, like up against the wall. And I'm screaming, get this off. What are you doing? And I'm, I look at the videotape now and nobody is disrupted. Everybody is checking out. Nobody even hears or sees me or makes eye contact. Hi, Andrew. Um, so you actually trespassed in the property here. You're not allowed to be in the building at all. I'm actually I'm here. To leave right now. I'm actually here to get a signature yeah, from George. There's There's what? Ask you to leave. We're not taking any paperwork. We're not taking any signatures. You're, you were trespassed and you need to leave the property. Officer Dawson trespassed you on, I believe, February or January 16th. Uh, no, he did not. Did he give me some paperwork? I have Mindy Stone here right now. She came back. You are trespassed from Market of Choice. I can't hear you. You are trespassed from Market of Choice. And what is your name? My name is Steven. Your name is what? Steven. What is your full name? I don't have to answer that to you. You are trespassed. I'm gonna Your give name you, is Steven. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to leave the store. I'm going to go and get my handcuffs and put you in handcuffs. I didn't do anything illegal. I don't care. You have been trespassed. I can't be trespassed without doing anything yes, illegal. Yes, you can. So you, site, he trespassed site, you for disorderly conduct for doing and disrupting what? our business. What was my disorderly conduct? Okay, you have now 30 seconds to get out of the store. Now, now he's telling me I have 30 uh, seconds to get out of the store. He's threatening, he's threatening to arrest me. He's threatening to arrest me. I don't know who he is because he hasn't shown me his identification. He won't tell me his whole name. I am the director of security for Mark of Choice. Okay, I'm going to place you in handcuffs in 20 seconds. He's going to place... You do not know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, I, I do. I know the ordinances for which then, then I'm not doing anything wrong. Okay, you can, you, can, you can explain that to the police officer when he comes. And then you can explain it to the judge when he charges you for violating that trespass. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so you were pretending to call the police. No, All right. I want you to film this. What? Get your hands off of me.
my God! Call the police! Call the police right now! Oh my God! He's cutting off my circulation! Yes, he is! like I'm not even there. Yeah. So I'm screaming to get the cuff off. Um, he does get the key out and he unlocks it and my hand is out and he says, uh, I'm going to do it again or said that. And I'm like, what is your problem? I haven't done anything to you. And, you know, it was really terrifying. So I'm up against the wall, um, you know, near the office waiting for the police and the police come. Oh, I told my friend, Karen, call 911. Tell them because I was being assaulted. Absolutely. And she's on the phone telling them, trying to talk to 911 and they kind of cut her off. Karen is just like going, hello, uh, uh, my friend is being assaulted. And then she says, where? And the 911 person said, the police are on the way. She thinks they're coming to help me when they come, they go up to the managers. And I'm just sitting on the wall by the wall, and uh, they they get their story down of of you know tell talking about me. And uh, it's funny, I have a, a video from the body cam, mm -hmm. and it's an absolute utter lie. Everything they're they're saying about me is a lie. But oh. uh, so the cop comes over. And um, I get up off the floor and we go outside. And that's where he says to me, um, you did see the sign on the door. It says you have to wear a mask. And I said, no, I don't wear a mask. They've, we've already been around. They know I don't. And it's okay. They told me so. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, it's store policy. They want you to wear a mask. You got to wear a mask. So we go around and around. And finally, I said, listen, there's no mask law. You can't arrest me for not wearing a mask. And he says, no, but I can arrest you for trespass. And I'm like, I didn't trespass. And so he says, well, yes, you did. You'd been warned and here you are. And so he puts the handcuffs on me and uh, they drive me to jail. And I, uh, when I got in the car, the police cruiser, he tries to put a mask on me. And oh, I'm wow. like, uh, no, I do not consent. You're not going to do that. I have a constitutional right. You're not putting it on. So he backed off. That's and good. then uh, this woman who happened to see the cops talking with me, 
she's like darting across the parking lot and she comes over and says, are they harassing you? And I said, well, this is, you know, this a mask thing. And she said, oh, I have some information about your rights on, on disability. And I said, oh yeah, I went over that with them. This lovely lady who had her children with her, she, um, when I'm in the police car, she's standing on the corner waving a flag, American flag. And uh, she follows the cruiser to the police station. I don't know her. Yeah. And I didn't realize, but she bailed me out. Wow. That's amazing. So this beautiful woman, Avani. Avani, shout out to Avani. Shout out. Yay, Avani. Yeah. So uh, anyways, so I I went to jail. Um, I will tell you that they wanted me to COVID test. And I Mm. said, no way, not doing it. Yeah. And this sheriff's deputy said, well, if you don't, we're going to put you in quarantine for uh, 14 days. And I just, I said, you're going to quarantine me over a trespass charge? And he backed off and I didn't say another word, but I did not have to get tested and I was not quarantined. Wow. So I was in there for just a couple of hours and then the Avani had uh, paid bail and I was out. Um, But that was not like, that was just the beginning of this trauma because the municipal court system, I mean, what a racket. The whole reason for any municipality is to make money. Mm -hmm. So when I had my arraignment, which was over 30 days, which is not lawful, you have Mm. to be arraigned within 30 days, but you know, COVID. Yeah. So I did a Zoom hearing and um, I told the judge when he asked me how I was, oh, he asked me about a, a lawyer and I've not one single lawyer in the state of Oregon would touch a mass case. Wow. And that's what this is about. And I called all over. I even called attorneys in California who were licensed, you know, in both states. Nobody would take it. So when I went to arraignment, um, the judge said, well, you can get a court appointed attorney. And I said, no, I don't want one. And I said, um, he asked how I was pleading. And I said, uh, I'm, I'm not guilty. This is mistaken identity. I threw that in there and he, you know, you're not supposed to say anything, but that word, like what you're pleading, but I, I put not uh, by mistaken identity. And he said, oh, that, that is a problem. And then that was it. Uh, yeah it's a problem yeah just a little bit just a little bit (laughs) yeah so uh so anyways they kind of trapped me uh the the judge said you need to fill out this um paperwork uh to see if you qualify for um a court-appointed attorney i didn't want one yeah but he said by the next zoom hearing you have to have that turned in and fingerprints done and I was really, I didn't want to do that. I'm, I'm not guilty of anything. I'm not, I don't want to give over my property. Mm-hmm. So um, I did the paperwork and I shouldn't have. This is a lesson. Nobody should sign anything. If you, just to let you know, these are contracts. When they arrest you or they give you a citation, you don't have to agree to it. You don't mm-hmm. have to, but once you sign your name, you are agreeing to their offer. Hmm. This is a, a legal issue. Nobody should ever sign anything if you do not believe that you 
committed whatever act or crime. Uh, so anyways, um, I screwed up. I did that paperwork and that kind of locked me in a little bit, mm. but I called about the fingerprinting and they said, yeah, well, you have to wear a mask. And I said, no, I don't wear a mask. Well, so that held up the fingerprinting because they didn't know how to accommodate me with my disease yeah. that I don't have. Yeah, exactly. But it, it was actually good because I'm, I'm not giving them my, my fingerprints. That is my property, my yeah. estate. Mm -hmm. And so until due process, I'm not doing it. So I have become really in, engaged in common law. I want to recommend everybody start learning about law because what we are experiencing in our society is not law. This is kind of legal contracting without your knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, constitutional law is common law and like a constitutional court is where uh, the a trial by jury is uh, in that court and they determine the facts and the um, and the laws at where and the judge is just a, um, a mediator. Mm -hmm. But what we have is administrative law, which is run by the Bar Association. It isn't constitutional. And um, the judge determines the laws and the jury determines the facts. And the judge gets to determine what is going to be entered as evidence. So they can stack the whole deck against you. Mm -hmm. It's a joke. So I have learned common law. I'm, I'm taking a course called Jurisdictionary. It's online and I'm learning how to file a motion. Um, but the big thing that I need to do is to get out. Like I need to, um, I need to tell the, this administrative court, the city of Eugene, which is a corporation mm -hmm. um, I, that, you know, I'm being, I committed no crime. There's not one man or woman who can lay claim that I harmed them. Yeah. No the victim, manager, no crime. right. The manager who um, told me, he told me I was trespassing. I didn't hurt him. Mm -hmm. So, and then the, the other part of this is the city of Eugene is the plaintiff. Mm -hmm. They don't own the store. It's mm -hmm. not their property. They're not a leasee. And there was no harm committed against society. So yeah. I'm having to get out of this. And this is where I'm at now because I have filed paperwork to get rid of three court appointed attorneys who have tried to screw me. Mm. The first two told me I was um, dead to rights wrong. They said, they told you to leave. You were supposed to leave. You didn't leave. And then the third one, who is supposed to be the closer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's good. I mean, she had me believing in her and she said, um, oh, I want you to know I'm an uh, anti-authoritarian. I was born in Russia. I understand, you know, well, what she, what I didn't catch on to until later was that she has no power over a corrupt judge. The judge is going to uh, throw me under the bus and um, there's nothing she can do for me. So whatever she did to help 
me in my case, I would be found guilty because the prosecutor is, you know, they win. This is like, this is not a case that they can win on evidence. Yeah. So I'm on my own right now. And my trial is this Wednesday. This Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So this, I'm going to get this episode out like today. So, so this will get out to people. So I, I, the last hearing that you had, um, there was this last week, it's a really powerful story. Can you tell us about what happened there? Oh, sure. So I've had all these zoom hearings. They won't let me in court. And, uh, the last one was a pre-trial hearing and I was firing my attorney. I, in fact, I'd fired her the third one because I, I came to realize she couldn't help. So, um, Trudy, as a wonderful human being, I went to her and I said, Trudy, I have to have a Zoom hearing and I really don't want to do it at my house by myself. I said, could we hold this hearing in your cafe in the <laughs> events room? Yay. She said, she goes, absolutely. <laughs> so great. So I, I uh, went in early. My husband used her television screen on the wall and we got us hooked up with the computer to do a Zoom. And I had about at least 25 or 30 wow. people sitting behind me. Yeah, that's amazing. It that's was so, so much fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's sticking it to the man. That's just like little acts of solidarity, like just demonstrating, you know, not only, for, not only for yourself, you know, reinforcing that you are not alone because Mindy, you know, you're not alone. You know? Oh yeah. Like there's yeah. all these... I think that uh, that that's very clear, but also just um, you know showing them that we are not alone. I think the big part of this agenda is them trying to paint us, separate us, and making us feel like we're alone. Like like right. social media, well, you know, the only people that have a voice on social media are the ones that are spitting the narrative, and so it just everyone else is silent. So it makes you feel sometimes yeah. like you're alone, but we are the majority. I still think. Yeah, and and you know, um, I want to say something that you know we have our differences. Like I have yeah. met people oh, yeah. in, in my new community that I did not have alliances with like politically or, yeah. you know, as like just different points of views. And I've come to realize that the community that I was a part of for most of my life, um, they have bought this, you know, they're drinking the Kool-Aid, they're buying this narrative. And I don't feel I know in my heart and soul that this agenda is pure evil oh, yeah. and that we are losing our freedoms. And at the heart of my being, my soul, I am a freedom fighter and I, I fight for justice. So those two are not, um, it's just, I, I'm not giving it up. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to you know, align myself with anybody who believes those two um, things, the precious things that make us free human beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, definitely. So, so this uh, upcoming Wednesday hearing, what, what, what's that mm -hmm. all about? What's this, what do you anticipate? Okay. Well, this is the showdown. Yeah. Um, and uh, what is really horrific is that I cannot wear a mask mm -hmm. and this judge has made an order that everybody will be masked in the courtroom. And so, you know, if I don't wear a mask, then uh, I will be held in contempt of court and they will throw me in jail. If I wear a mask, my whole, you know, my 
my narrative, my story, mm -hmm. my truth yeah. is going to be um, tainted because yeah. she's do she's coercing me she's basically coercing and that's um illegal you can't do that to somebody so i am planning on i'm planning on something yeah okay <laughs> okay fun. okay all right um is this is it open is it open to other people to come down and be with you during it yeah and what okay. i'm actually calling for is uh so my trial is at eugene municipal court at 1102 Lincoln Street. Okay. On the corner of 11th and Lincoln. Yes, and I've been there before, unfortunately. Oh. But yes, oh. yes. So, so everybody. So those are you local Lane County residents or Oregon residents. It's not Lane County Courthouse in downtown. Right. Municipal Court. It's a few blocks west of downtown. So just right. look up. Yeah. You said what is it? 11th and Lincoln. You said. Yes. Okay. So Eugene Municipal Court, you guys. Yeah. And so uh, I'm asking people come there at 8:45. And uh, I, I want people to be in a peaceful mode. I'm yeah. not like, you know, I'm, I've been peaceful this entire time. Um, and that's how we win. Absolutely. So uh, having signs like, you know, about justice or no justice in the courthouse or, you know, yeah. something like that. Um, and having signs, there's a one-way traffic. So you get like three lanes of, of yep. cars driving by that you can message to. And um, when I go into court, I'm looking for people who can go in who don't mind wearing the mask. It's, uh, you know, it's some, I, I need like, I would like to have 15 or 20 people who could wear a mask and go in with me. Okay. Um, but, and if they want to contact me, um, that would be fantastic because I do have kind of like a, an idea Okay, perfect. Um, let's see. So we'll put your contact information. How do you want people to reach out to you? Um, I have an email address and a phone number. Okay. The email is, um, I'm going to spell it. It's okay. sun, S-U-N-B-U-N-I, sun bunny. S-U-N-B-U-N-I. Okay. At protonmail.com. Okay. And my okay. phone number and okay. you can text, but give me your name so okay. I know who you are. But uh, the uh, text or phone is 541-590-5726. Okay, perfect. All right, I'll make sure that that's in the title or the episode description too. So, okay, great. All right, you guys, so there you go. So uh, call, call to action here, Truzilla, Mind Militia, call to action, you guys. Um, Whatever you can do to support Mindy, uh, as long as as far as this goes, you know this is this is a worthy cause. If you're not local, you know what I mean. Like maybe just shoot her some love or some prayers in the email. Um, that that's always encouraged too, I'm sure. Um, so I, I did want to say one thing. So yeah. do you know that um, that November third, that same day, is Worldwide Walkout Day? I heard that Worldwide Walkout Day, and it's the one. Isn't that the election day last year too? It's like all oh. coming full circle, huh? Well, so <laughs> yeah. here's an idea. Yeah, worldwide walk, walkout day. Yes. You so walk out of your, your school or your job and uh or get out of your house, come down to uh the courthouse, and we're going to try to do maybe a march after the courthouse to make people aware of this um worldwide event because if we don't stop this vaccination and these these mandates, um, you know, we're we've we have very little time. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I don't think people, I think people are starting to understand. I think at least the people in our community understand the urgency and, and the implications about what's going on. But I think, yeah, for the most part, people are still, still just under the spell. Um, yeah, I was in a crazy conversation earlier with some guy, this guy who he trolled us, he trolled us a while back and I've kind of like remained in contact. Like I shoot him, I shoot him Intel and he just talks shit back to me and then I'll shoot him. I try to be very cordial with him, but yeah, this was, it was just a very, very horrible exchange earlier. People are just so asleep. Like he said, he said, uh, he said, I would rather have my kid get autism than die from a preventable disease. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, you yeah, know, so, yeah. I would, I would venture to say that person is probably a psyop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was just like, oh boy, we got a lot of catching up to do. But yeah, that's a good point. He's just there to antagonize me and take, right. off, take steal my loosh, as right? they say, right? So there and you go. There's only so many boosters that people will, will oh. go for, and oh, then yeah. they'll join our side. Exactly. 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 So um, Mindy, well, I got you here. So you talked about how you've uh, done your, your mask-free clinic and then teaching people how to do that. And you said you've, you've learned a lot just by doing that. If there's any words of wisdom or anything that you could impart to the listeners as far as people standing in their truth or just around masks in general. Uh, yeah. So one of the things that I am uh, starting to see lately is uh, the importance of like building community. You really mm -hmm. need to, it's safer to shop. Like if you're going into certain places, you know, um, are not quite kind to mask free people. I would shop with another person if you could. Um, and one, one thing that has been successful for me, I mean, who would think that a hearing issue, right? Kind of like a hearing problem could be your best friend. Mm -hmm. But this whole time, um, unless people have a real thin mask, I can't hear or it's mumbled or, you know, I read lips. I'm over okay. 50 and I'm struggling sometimes with this because you can't yeah. hear them. Yeah. So um, I think what has been a saving grace for me is, uh, not responding when people call me an idiot or it doesn't, it's not that way much now, but when they do that get ugly with me, I can't hear them. So I just, I don't ask them what, you know, I'm yeah. just let them go. I, my business is, is taking care of me. I just want to be left alone. I, that's why I'm not a protester. Yeah. If you want to wear a mask, you should wear 10. Exactly. But not don't tell me what I have to do for me. Exactly. So I would say community is essential right now. We all need friends and support and, you know, I got your back, you got mine. Um, and definitely don't antagonize, don't engage people. You only want to talk to a manager. If you're talking to anybody in the store, ask to talk to a manager and that's it. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, you know, uh, start learning about, um, laws because, you know, if you don't exercise your rights, if you don't know what the laws are, you're just giving away your power. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Mindy. That's amazing. Yeah. One of the things that I do, uh, or I haven't had to do this in a while, but like, usually if I do get into some sort of confrontation with a store thing or they're kicking me out, I'll be like, all right, whatever, I'll leave. 
And then I'll call the store and be like, can I speak to the manager? And then I get into it on the phone. That way I'm like, not like, it's not like a volatile situation right. in person, but then I kind of have the floor. And I think it's kind of weird. It's a weird dynamic that happens there. It's because it's like the, the customer service part of them kicks in and they feel obligated to sit there and listen on the phone. And oh. I just start lecturing them. I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, okay, well, so how, <laughs> like, where do you, where do you, where's the science behind these policies? You know, do you realize there's no random control trial studies that shows a statistically significant reduction in biotransmission in any masking right. at all? Not only that, but it's the complete opposite. You know, the, the, the studies show that it's it's very damaging. They're like, well, okay, okay. I'm like, so blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it's nothing else that helps me. I'm just like, oh, I can get all that anger out. And just oh. Yeah. And, you know, you, you just want to be heard. Yeah. You have yeah. a right to be heard. Yeah. I, I used, I was writing, I was writing emails yeah. to store owners and telling them that OSHA is violating uh, their own mandate they're, and they're violating the rights of workers and they're violating, um, you know, customers' rights yeah. and they don't have jurisdiction over yeah. customers. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you have to teach them that you don't pay a fine that is not a just fine. Yeah. Absolutely. And Trudy, what they, <laughs> they, they gave her like $50,000 in fines. And just the other day she updated me and said, yeah, my attorney called me and told me that, uh, they want me to pay 5,000. <laughs> she said, I'm not paying a dime, nope. not a dime, but you nope. see, they're just trying yep. to get her to go along yep. and she is a winner. Yep, absolutely. She's so awesome, man. It's so awesome. Well, so are you. So are you, Mindy. Like, it's so awesome. Uh, you know, that's the biggest, most alarming part of this whole thing is just their absolute disregard for the law. And it's so blatant, like whether it's law or protocol or, or, or policy from whether it's these agencies or just private business, it's just, it's just all out the window. Right. You know, all out the window. And the, the complete disregard of it is pretty alarming. So. And you know, what scares me, which is why I really have doubts about my case is that the courts are in on this too oh totally totally so if you don't have if you don't have um your politicians you don't have government agency you don't have the courts on your side we're kind of like on our own yeah and i don't so i'm not a big believer i don't vote for my oppressors yeah don't do totally. it anymore yeah, i know exactly. you know that the you know about the short straw uh, no, tell me about the short straw. So the short straw, and I learned this after I, I'm from Florida. So I learned this after 2000 that when the, um, who, whatever party is in control, uh, majority party, there's always on the minority side, they draw the short straw. Somebody has to vote along with, you know, the other dominant party to get these egregious, terrible policies passed. So if you have Republicans that are in power, you got to have some Democrat that's going to sell a soul and join that, you know, that party for a terrible bill. And mm. it works all the time. I've seen, wow. I've seen my former um, Senator Bob Graham like make these ridiculous um uh votes in favor of egregious policies and i'm like there's got to be something to this and so that's why we don't we do not have friends in power they have more money they're playing around you know they're like friends cozy with other people with money and they don't care what party you're in it's how much oh money. yeah totally. oh yeah 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, the will of the people is no longer being represented or, or yeah. really taken into consideration at all. At no, this but point. we could, we, we can create our own community. That's our own what we're parallel. doing. Yeah. Yep. That's what we're doing, baby. I love it. That's um, why I'm glad I met you. Yeah. I'm super glad, super glad I met you too. Like this whole journey, this last year, whatever it's been since freedom cells, people's rights, like all these organizations have popped up. It's been like, it's very, been very empowering. Yeah. Um, do you ever do you ever listen to podcasts like on your own or stuff like that? I okay. do. You should check out this one called The Quash. It's called The Quash with a guy named Legal Man. So he's a he's a lawyer, Ooh. but his analysis of the criminal justice system it's it's it'll leave you pretty black pilled. But it but it's very real. It's very real. He's just very much of the assertion that like these courts only exist to reinforce the power structure and to screw you over. Period. One hundred percent. That's insights, right. His insights are very on point. But it's really hard to listen to sometimes. But you kind of have to. You have to trudge through it, and it really, it, it really helps. Yeah, that um, Alphonse Fagiolo, yeah, who is uh, who I got turned on to to learn about uh, common law. Yeah, and um, he is, you know, he's doing a lot of good stuff. Although I don't want to go into the sandbox with those yeah. people. Yeah, 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 totally. So David yeah. Strait has some good stuff. Although yeah. I'm not, I don't go along with like this the whole there's a lot of mystical stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and so i'm trying to take what i can and yeah you know. and i've heard legal man talk about the all that stuff too you know about he's like is there not some there's not some man magical like sequence of words you're going to say it's going to get you out of a ticket you know like all this stuff so he, he has a very realistic approach to all of it you know yeah so. although i do think that um so because a corp because the city of eugene is a corporation sure the uh, Oregon State Bar Association is a corporation. The state of Oregon is a corporation. Mm -hmm. uh, so all of these corporations, um, we're not contracting with that, right? I'm a woman, yeah. you're a man. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't want to contract with these people or with these, yeah, people, they are people. And yeah. you need to know that individuals, people, taxpayers, citizens, those are all, um, you know, uh, fictional they're yeah. fiction names. Yeah. So I do believe that there is something about a man and a woman and that we need to get back to that because we are not fiction. I can't represent mm -hmm. myself because I am myself. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So I'm not pro se. I had to tell the court that I'm a sui jury, sui okay. juris. That's what wow. I am. And that matters. And wow. I do think uh, Noam Chomsky taught me about the power of words, like, you yeah. know, language. Yeah. And so I do think that language is really important to get right. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's so true. Although Noam Chomsky has gone off the deep end, apparently. Oh my God. Oh yeah. You know, he, he was, he was good for what yeah. I learned when, yeah, exactly. I was, when I was, uh, politicizing myself absolutely but i i think he needs a one-way ticket to israel <laughs> something yeah exactly to get a real dose of what's going on man where he wants yeah ah, oh my god well mindy do you have any final thoughts for us here well i really hope that uh people will um take the day off on wednesday yeah. and you know uh it's a sign telling your employer you don't even have to tell them you can just say i'm not coming in yeah um, not going to uh, work, not going to school, have teenagers should be coming, but come yeah. to the courthouse and like, you know, maybe get a little civics lesson. There you and, go. Um, 
stick, you know, like just make the city of Eugene squirm because they are in the wrong and they are punishing. Uh, I'm a nice person. I need to, you know, I am going to go to jail for something I'm, I'm not guilty of because I'm never going to agree. And if they arrest me that day, I don't care. I'm yeah. not, you know, I don't want anyone bailing me out. Yeah. I, 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 we have to do this. So yeah. I hope people will come. Yeah. I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, one of the things I, I always, re- if I knew I was going, okay. So you may know I have a little bit of a past, you know what I mean? And then uh, cleaned I up my act. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I cleaned up my act a little bit. You know, I'm a former drug and alcohol counselor before that would be not became available to me, but uh, yeah, so I was out there uh, addicted to substances for a while. So I spent a little bit of time in county jail. Uh, but uh, I would always tell people, bring a few sweatshirts. Bring, if you know you're going to jail, bring some sweatshirts because it gets cold in that. In that Thank you. So, that is, yeah. and socks. Can you yeah, layer socks? Uh, yeah, they just make you shake them out, make sure there's nothing in them, but you can bring your socks. But yeah, bring, um, bring, bring an extra couple sweatshirts and then something to lay on if you have to lay on the floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, yeah so uh, I, anyway. I appreciate the tip. Yeah, you know. So, all right, Mindy. Well, thank you so much. We really, really, really appreciate it here. Well, so, thanks. No problem. Uh, let's see. Kitty. Oh, Kitty. Hi, Kitty.